most agencies will tell you that SEO takes time to yield any kind of results. How long you can expect to wait depends on who you talk to. Many agencies set a ballpark range of a year, and sometimes even longer. And that's because what most agencies attack first is basic technical SEO. They usually run through the typical checklist of the following action items. Run speed tests, optimize your images, look for redirects and check for broken links, and ensure that canonical tags are in order. Now don't get me wrong, these tasks matter, but in the grand scheme of your SEO strategy, these changes are granular and work together as a collective over time. They'll make very little impact on what you can see and measure when you're first getting started with SEO. A good SEO strategy for B2B SaaS prioritizes actions based on effort and impact. And in this episode, we're gonna dig deeper into the implementation of our process. Specifically, we'll discuss our roadmap for getting meaningful SEO wins in the first one to two quarters of engagement. You'll learn about the five key action items that we try to execute on the beginning of a new client engagement. And in chronological order, those are, one, de-indexing blog posts that aren't thematically related to search intent, two, adding internal links to features and benefits pages on relevant blog posts. Three, creating competitor comparison pages. Four, adding depth to features and benefits pages. And five, turning battle cards into blog content. I'm Mark Thomas, I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search. And today I'm gonna talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. For companies that we work with who have active blogs, we'll often find that they've written posts covering subjects that aren't directly related to their SaaS product and the problem that it solves. But this approach has a tendency to create clutter. Search engines can interpret this as an indicator of irrelevance. Now, when this happens, it can be valuable to de-index these blog posts along with any posts that are outside of your core topic area. Doing this can help you to boost the topical authority of your website and to create a focused presence that yields faster SEO results. A post that you de-index can still remain live on your website, But de-indexing means that there's no way that someone can discover it unless you send them to it directly. The post will no longer be crawled by search engines or appear in search results. De-indexing content follows this three-step process. Step one, data collection. Now we start with an internal crawl of the website. Doing so allows us to find, collect, and curate every blog article that a company has published. An internal crawl gives us a high-level overview of what blogs are live on their site. If our client's website has a blog subdirectory, we filter for that in our crawl. This enables us to move much faster and more efficiently through this step of the process. We use tools such as Screaming Frog, SEMrush, or DeepCrawl, and build CSV or Excel spreadsheets where we compile this information. Step two is analysis. Once we've gathered all their posts, we'll then analyze everything that we've pulled. Now our analysis starts by simply skimming through each article's title. A quick glance is enough for us to identify the posts that have nothing to do with the main subject area of the company. 
For posts with more ambiguous titles, we'll then analyze what keywords the post ranks for. SEMrush, Hrefs, or even Google Search Console are all tools that can provide this level of detail. What we decide to keep, or de-index, falls upon a few factors. Firstly, we assess how well the post we're analyzing fits the company's messaging. We de-index any post that doesn't match. And then for articles that seem to fit the theme of the website, we'll take a look at the quality metrics such as depth, freshness, and whether they generate traffic at all. From here, we might decide to remove the post completely or consolidate them into other posts for a content refresh. Step three is erasing. The actual de-indexing of the content itself is often just a click of a button. Now, many websites that run on WordPress use Yoast for SEO as a plugin. And within that plugin, there's an option to hide pages and posts from Google indexing. But sometimes we'll just unpublish pieces outright too. When we delete irrelevant articles, we also consider what to do about the old permalink too. For posts that were totally irrelevant, we'll redirect our old links either to the homepage or the main blog page. Meanwhile, for pieces that have some topical relevance, we'll redirect them to existing related blog posts. The second big project that we undertake is to create internal links to features and benefits pages. Search engines must recognize your features and benefits pages as the end paths to a user's journey. To do so, you must ensure that they're the most authoritative pages on your SaaS website. Anything that you can do to bolster the content of those pages can provide a boost to your SEO. But one of the quickest ways to get this early win is to increase internal links to those pages. Interlinking to features and benefits pages from other relevant pages and blog posts can increase their standing with search engine algorithms. How do we attack internal linking? Well, the process of internal linking begins a lot like the process of de-indexing. We start first by crawling the website and compiling all features and benefits pages and blog posts. And then we analyze what exists and start connecting the dots between them and other relevant content. While analyzing blog posts, we take note of any mentions of features and benefits that happen to exist as standalone pages. And from there, it's simply a matter of adding that link within the context of those existing posts in an unforced and natural way. It's always best to drop a link into a sentence or a phrase where it makes most sense. But in some cases, there may not be a great spot to contextually add an internal link. In instances like these, we create sidebars or highlight sections that include simple calls to action, reminding readers to venture over to those feature pages. I'm gonna refer here to our website where there's an example in an article of the same name as this episode, which talks about Connect365. So they're a B2B SaaS company that we work with that offers client attraction and sales automation tools for B2C businesses. We found that they had written a blog post about how to approach cold email, and we noticed opportunities to add internal links to their feature pages about email outreach and automated sales follow-ups. Within the first two months of implementing those changes, Connect365 saw a measurable impact on their SEO. Their impressions on search results averaged a 500% increase over the time period, which led to a noticeable increase in clicks. The third action item is to create competitor comparison pages. 
In SaaS, prospects are often looking for alternatives to products or your product. This kind of search behavior is a good indicator of bottom of funnel intent. For example, review websites, which we talked about on a previous episode of this podcast, such as Captera and G2, exist for the sole reason of meeting this demand. Creating comparison content is low-hanging fruit that you can grab to get a few early SEO wins. And chances are, your competitors may already be creating these pages themselves. Better you than them to win these keywords early, right? Well, doing so enables you to frame the narrative around your product instead of your competition doing it for you. But what if you're a relatively new B2B SaaS company with a little brand recognition? Is it really a worthwhile exercise for you? In our opinion, yeah, because there's an opportunity to insert yourself into the discussion about well-established competitors. Now, unless you're creating a completely new category, there are key players in your space that already exist. And the odds are they already have users searching for more information about them. Truffle POS is a point of sale system that serves both franchise and mom and pop restaurants. We've talked about them before in the first episode. They're a relatively new challenger in the POS industry, and we help design their website with our authority architecture framework. That'll be the topic of a future episode. As part of that process, we assisted them in the creation of a comparison page that demonstrates how they stack up against two of their biggest competitors. Touch Bistro is one of the biggest POS system operators in Canada that has since expanded worldwide and Lightspeed, another up-and-coming POS business also based in Canada. Now, if you visit Google, you'll notice that search demand for a comparison breakdown between Touch Bistro and Lightspeed already exists. By creating this page and adding Truffle POS as a keyword modifier, we're able to insert them into the conversation that users are already having about their competition. That enables them to generate awareness around their product in front of their ideal buyer personas. Action item four is to add depth to features and benefits pages. As important as blog content is, your SaaS product pages matter even more. These pages need to be great because they're where most of your visitors will convert into customers. Now, as we said earlier, these pages must be recognized by search engines as the end path of the user journey. Vague copy and content that isn't clear about what visitors stand to gain from your SaaS product can result in low conversion rates. If you have fantastic blog posts, but weak features and benefits pages, you need to work on improving them. And one of the better ways to do this is by adding more details to your product pages. To add depth to those feature pages, the process starts with research. Focus on the beginning of this process by nailing the keywords that those pages must target. Our process for doing that is the following. One, learn from sales and customer success. Two, analyze your organic paid and CMS search data. Three, Use a keyword tool such as Hrefs or SEMrush to validate the current pool of keywords. Four, perform a competitive keyword analysis. Five, analyze Google auto-suggest and SaaS reviews data. Once we've determined what keywords to target, the next phase is to incorporate them into content. This part of the process is more than dropping those keywords into headers and website copy. 
We actually make it a point to add more relevance about the subjects that those keywords are about throughout the pages. Aside from optimizing the hero section above the fold, we'll implement the following elements to increase depth. Reviews and testimonials that are relevant. So to do that, we'll use the bullseye method, which calls for the company to ask questions to the customer that lead to specific reviews and testimonials, telling prospects the stories that they need to hear. We'll write about features and benefits in a simple yet focused way. We want the content that we're adding to be specific to the problems and solutions that potential customers seek to solve. We'll address any objections and questions that fit longer tail searches. So we'll incorporate the questions that people also ask from Google on the specific keywords we're targeting on Google as FAQs. And more on this in a minute. We also take a thematic and topical approach to adding depth. Let's take what we did with Bravo Business Media as an example. Now they help companies create user-focused digital products such as catalogs and other presentation materials. One of the pages we beefed up on their behalf was a feature page on showroom marketing. For this page, we wrote their headline copy to be more clear and concise. And we made subtle yet impactful changes to their feature descriptions by incorporating the term showroom into their copy, which had previously been absent. So for example, one of their descriptions read, pay-per-click advertising management. We handle the management budgets, reporting, and more. We changed it to pay-per-click showroom advertising management. We handle your showrooms management budgets, reporting, and more. This helps further communicate to search engines that the page's primary topic and theme is showroom marketing. We made these updates to each of their feature descriptions and just three weeks after we made those changes, this page enjoyed a measurable bump in search engine performance. Its impressions nearly doubled and the average SERP position increased by eight spots. The fifth action that we take is to repurpose sales battle cards into blog content. As we mentioned previously, you'll often face objections from potential customers. Most of these questions end up in search results as frequently asked questions. And it's especially true if you sell a product that has a long sales cycle, because prospects often go through all the scenarios in their head of different objections that they might have. Now, when prospects enter your pipeline, they'll usually voice these questions and objections to your sales team. Rather than waiting to address them then, we believe that it can be beneficial to answer them early on. Since you're already having these conversations, there's no harm in repurposing them into content for your website. By priming visitors about those questions and objections earlier in the process, your sales team can face less friction when the time comes to close the deal. To do this, first we make sure that our clients' FAQs are aligned with what has search volume on Google. We also monitor whether they're in line with what's appearing in Google's rich snippet results. But sometimes we may find scenarios where one or both of the above aren't the case. In situations like this, we'll use our judgment to determine if we should include them in our content. For example, we may find questions that show zero search volume, but if Google auto-suggests them in the search box, that's a good indicator that there's user interest. Next, there's the schematic markup to consider. We'll code this in a way that indicates to search engines that the content on this page is an FAQ. Search engines should then curate those questions as FAQs in their results. 
For the answers to these questions, we put the user at the center of the process. We make it a point to answer questions in a succinct and concise way. We're not writing a novel with our FAQs, so it's important to keep the answers short and sweet. We also aim to write answers to resolve the problems a visitor might have had before they read them. Turning battle cards into FAQs also presents us with an opportunity to double down on the previous action items that we've discussed. Battle cards are content that can add more relevance and depth to your website, but they also provide an opportunity to incorporate more internal links to existing content your company already has. Implementing these action items at the start of a brand new working relationship is how we get new clients, early SEO wins. But it's worth noting that long-term success isn't solely in our hands. The clients who get the most out of SEO roadmaps are those that are committed and have the capacity to execute the items that we've discussed. We can deliver recommendations about what can create the most impact, but when there's constraints around development, early wins may be few and far between. For example, when companies don't have the internal resources to create content, it might be more difficult to build competitor comparison pages. Knowing this is why we've sequenced our SaaS SEO roadmap in this order. The first two action items are elements we can control and execute on a client's behalf. This buys them enough time to line up all the resources that they might need to tackle the remaining items. The final three items though call for collaboration and it's important to work together towards those goals. That requires a clear process for research, writing and planning. SEO is a long-term play, but it doesn't have to take you over a year to see measurable results. Our methodology is designed to demonstrate that it's possible to get wins sooner rather than later. I'll see you next time. So if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our work with us page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. That's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, D-E-V-B-A-S-U. Connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.